0: What's up everyone, my name is Cody Smith and this is the Create Yourself Podcast. This is your source for evidence-based fitness information, nutrition, mindset, or just weekly inspiration. I wanna take this opportunity to thank you for spending some time with me today and taking information from me that you can apply in your life to achieve the results you are wanting. This podcast was made with the vision to provide free information to listeners who wanna expand in their mind, progress in their life, and change their body for the better. This podcast is called Create Yourself Podcast for a reason. That reason is that I truly believe that anyone at any time can create themselves. Now let's get into today's episode and let's grow together. What is up you guys and welcome back to the show today. I'm excited for this show today because I had the privilege to interview my friend and fellow Mastermind member, Jen Ryan. Jen is a multi-year CrossFit Games team athlete who went with CrossFit Invictus for several years. And more importantly, this year made it as a master's individual and did very well. Jen is a fitness coach, nutrition coach, and emergency room nurse. Today, Jen shared some amazing insight on how to prioritize your life to achieve what you want, How to recover just as hard as you train and how to continue to grow and progress as a person and athlete through an incredible level of awareness by the end of this show you'll know how to prioritize your own life and training to get aligned with what you want you'll learn the number one driver inside a professional athlete's recovery from training and how to create awareness in your own life now do me a favor before you go I want you to go ahead and take a screenshot with your phone, and I want you to post it on your Instagram story, and I want you to tag both Jen and I in it. She is at Jenny Lynn33, and I am at the CF7C Coach. Go ahead and take a screenshot on your phone and post it onto your story. Tag us, because more importantly, we just want to know who is getting information and who is getting impact uh, from this content. I mean, it's pretty much the reason why you know we both do these kinds of things in the first place. Now, do me one more favor. Head on to iTunes. I want you to go ahead and write me a five-star rating and review. This is important because it helps me to know how I'm doing with the show and then who is getting impact from this or who is getting impacted from this information. Now, without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get Jen on here. I want you to have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Jen Ryan on the Create Yourself podcast. Jen, this is an absolute honor to have you on today. I know with your, your you know busy training schedule, coaching schedule, I know you're out in uh, um, Midwest helping Sam, I believe, still. So I appreciate you giving me some time today. It's highly appreciated. How are things going today?
1: Pretty good, really good. I'm actually back in San Diego, um, oh, nice. back home from Quincy. I got back a couple days ago, so which is nice. I'm I'm happy to be back home in San Diego. It's been been a big six weeks I feel like so yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah um I was curious about how you ended up out there but then you 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 kind of said that they had some um they were doing something with their wedding or something like that
1: no so they um actually went to Burning Man so they got a van one of those sprinter vans and I I, some people helped them convert it into you know something that was like livable you know Mm they um and so they took it from Quincy and they basically went all over the U.S., not in a straight line, out to the desert, um, and they stopped at a bunch of places on the way um, out to Burning Man, and then they actually, I think, just got back today. But they needed someone to help um, help them coach some classes because right at the end of June, one of their coaches and managers at the gym um, had gotten a new job, and mm-hmm. so it was, a, you know, they had already had all this planned, and so. Jen was a little bit stressed out. She actually had to leave San Diego instead of staying out here while Sam was you know, training with the team for all of July. She actually left and had to go back to help mm-hmm. run some of the classes and run the gym. And so when she was telling me about it that week beforehand, I mean, she just seemed a little stressed and her and Sam were like worried they were going to have to cancel their trip. And my schedule and life, um, Allowed for me to help them out, and I could just tell they needed it. So I said, Why not? Plus, my brother lives like two hours away in St. Louis. My parents are about three and a half, four hours north in Dubuque, Iowa. So I got to see both of them. So it was kind of cool.
0: Really cool. It's a, uh, it's, I, I, I know it then when when you're running a gym, sometimes it's hard to handle all the stuff and then do things for yourself. So it's really cool that you could step in and kind of help them out with that. I don't know where I got the wedding thing from. I, I, might have, I don't know. I could have mixed together two messages or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anywho, uh, let, let's get into a little bit about you today. Um, I'm yeah. really curious. I know briefly about your your background and stuff like that. We've rubbed doubles a few times through uh, a few times through mutual friends, and then more importantly, uh, officially met you and had conversations with you at the mastermind, which is really cool. But um, you know, I approached you wanted to share your story and, and share kind of your some of your perspectives on how you manage a bunch of stuff. But let's jump into like. Who are you? what's your background how did you how did you make your way to do what you're doing now?
1: yeah well it's it's kind of a long road i'm thirty nine I'll be forty on New Year's Eve, so it's always kind of when people ask me what my background is and all this stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, do you want the whole long of it or you know <laughs> um, but um yeah, so i I mean I've always been into health and fitness. I feel like even as a teenager, I was you know I remember coming home um, play, I played sports, you know, I would play one sport and then I'd get home from training and I'd have my parents take me out to my grandparents' house where they had a treadmill and I'd go run for an hour. Um, and you, you know, so I was always playing sports and just working out a lot. And I remember coming home one day and just deciding that I was no longer going to drink, you know regular 2% milk and I would only eat chicken breasts. Right. And so I did like the whole start of like me being involved in, um, nutrition and food and what it does to your body. Um, you, you know, whether these were warranted or, um, healthy patterns, I, I, I won't say yes to, but yeah. at the same time, it was something that I became very interested in and involved with at a really young age. Um, mm-hmm. and then, all of that continued on through, you know, uh, college as well. And then in through my twenties, I, uh, was always involved, you know, interested in reading the latest, like oxygen magazine and muscle and fitness. Um, uh, but the strange thing is I was doing a lot of cardio all the time (laughs) and, uh, I thought that was going to kind, Yeah. I thought that was going to help me get to, um, what I saw on the magazine covers. Um, but at any rate, it, it didn't always get me there. And then I went to nursing school because I really did want to help people uh, and be involved in the health, health industry. And I felt like that was maybe one of my best avenues to pursue. So I did that. And um, then I found CrossFit in 2009. Yes. Summer of 2009. I found About
0: well,
1: 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, the rest is kind of history. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. You know, everybody always has these, a lot of coaches, a lot of athletes always have like this story um, that I always personally relate with, just because like my story going back, like um, you talk about like poor diet practices and maybe you're like eh, a little on the, on the line, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I remember like the Atkins diet was something I did. Like, yes. Times in high school, but it was like yep. eating a bunch of boiled hot dogs. And then, um, you know, I joined the military a long time ago. So I had to spend some time losing weight to get into the military. Well, it's Atkins diet and running and following everything inside of muscle and fitness. And of course, not exactly delivering me to where I wanted to go. So I always find those stories pretty interesting, especially because they're always so similar. And it's always the high level athletes and coaches that have the similar story. And it's just an interesting, um, an interesting thing that all of us have a similar story.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's, And I'll ask you a question too, Mm -hmm. because I find myself hoping this is the case. If that's changing do, do you think because we're getting out there and there's so much more information available that maybe these athletes coming up and and just people in general um, maybe aren't having to go the wrong route per se as much I don't know do you, do, you, do you have hopes for that too
0: one hundred percent I think the quality of education that is out there is one more readily available and then yeah. more importantly I think the years of like the, the, I'm I'm probably going to piss somebody off, but like the years of like the scumbag guy selling gym memberships and writing articles is kind of gone. And it's more driven by people that actually care about their athletes and actually care about their clients and then just care about giving, you know what I mean? Like uh, at this point, I mean, within our mastermind alone, how much free information is going out there that if people would just apply, could really get somewhere with it. You know what I mean?
1: So much. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and it is it's interesting it's we have these stories coming up and I I think about the young women in particular that mm-hmm. I'm around and I'm kind of like I hope you don't have my same story I like I you know I, I hope that that's the case and that's what I hope to you know help them with so yeah,
0: yeah 100 <laughs> and, and, and luckily there are tons of women out there that are speaking their truth and tell, and being authentic more importantly yeah. because sometimes people just kind of hide and stuff like that and they, it's their highlight reel online but more importantly, there's more people sharing more real stuff, which I find to be very intriguing. Yep. Um, now, along that lines of like being a woman and leading and stuff like that, um, you're an Invictus. That's like the stomping ground. I came there for an athlete camp, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago. And it was like such a cool place. Like the energy in that place is really hard to explain unless you actually experience it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what is it like training there with all these high-level athletes all the time? And, and you mentioned you're 39. So some of them, I'm like, I'm sure like 19s, you know, lower end of the 20 year old spectrum, you know, like, what is it like being in that environment all the time?
1: I think that it's, it's, first of all, it's actually been very good for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, as I've fallen into, I feel like um, more of a a leadership role, hopefully, Um, Mm -hmm. and not just leading in the realm of CrossFit, you know, being a a higher level athlete, but also hopefully just, like I said, from um, just a life perspective and nutrition and just overall outlook on things. um, I can only hope that, you know, that's a positive influence. And that's been good for me to try to really look into myself um, to see how I want to, how I want to put myself out there, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and what a good way to do that is. Um, but first and foremost too, I mean, it's such a cool atmosphere, you know, um, people think it's going to, it's a little, it's really intimidating and, Oh, I could never do that. Or, Oh, I would, you know, I would love to, but I would be intimidated. And the first thing that happens when you walk in there is you get introduced to everyone. Uh, you get made to feel like family right away. And that was just the initial thing that I felt when I walked into Invictus and, um, whether that was you know, CJ and Tino coming up and you know, introducing themselves and talking with me um, or you know, CJ's parents who are at the gym all the time and really help with not only just the athletes but just every member in general. Um, so that's been really nice. You feel like you're a part of something. But yeah, it can be a little intense sometimes. Um, over the years, I've definitely grown into myself as a person and an athlete and realize that you're not competing every day like it can feel like it yeah and i can tell now so it's kind of fun being like almost the veteran in there and um you can see that when people come to visit and then because the cool thing is is there's a lot of people that do remote coaching or you know with the uh the coaches and they'll come in for a week or something and you can see when they come in they're they're, you know, they're trying to do something, and I, and I can absolutely appreciate that, and and I, I want them to feel that mm-hmm. clearly, you know, because that's part of the experience. But you almost just kind, you know, by like day three or four, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, and it's Trash. like yeah, yeah, for sure, you know, or they're like, oh, I don't usually do this at home, and I'm like, yeah, I bet. I was like, don't worry, like you know, you either kind of get used to it or you realize where you need to kind of. Um, pull back. But it is it's kind of fun to watch that because I see myself in that, mm-hmm. and i've I've seen the um the transformation as an athlete and a person that I've had to make to understand that like you you can't you can't make it a competition every day. You can work hard, right. but there's different there's different ways to work hard, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I came out there and we did our camp there, there, there was like the, and I'm sure you've probably seen a million of these at this point that you've been probably part of these camps, yeah. but there was the, the real 500 meters as fast as you can. Yes. Now I've done that, but not in that environment. So I knew it was going to be uncomfortable, but like, what was crazy about it is just this piercing sound of people screaming at you. I mean, on one yeah. side I had Asia Bartow screaming at me. On the other side, I had Sam Dancer screaming at me. And then behind me, Tino and CJ are yelling. And <laughs> yeah. that, the, the, the output that they got out of me in that environment was one that I have yet. To, now, I don't even try to like go after it like that anymore. But like I literally yeah. couldn't replicate that if I wanted to. Yeah. To this day, my fastest 500 meter happened at that camp. But the other part of that was um, on a daily basis, I got some sort of information from somebody. Like I grew in some aspect. And it makes total sense how the amount of people that are grown out of that place. Like it makes sense why that happens. And it's something that uh, we try to replicate inside of our gym too, especially back when we had a lot of competitive athletes, but I was interesting. I I was more, I was so interested in, and very impressed actually with, you know, you are 39 years old. I'm sure your body doesn't recover the way that it used to. What is most impressive is that you have come and, and learned, kind of fell into that role that like I'm the better and I'm the one that people like, look to for information and look to for guidance instead of uh, you know, some people try to, you know, this whole comparison syndrome where they're trying to do what other people are doing too. But uh, that self-awareness is something that I'm very impressed from. Is that something you've always had in your life or is that just something you've grown into over time?
1: No, it's, it's, it's not something. And I actually recently spoke about this with a friend of mine on barbell shrug, but I, um, it's something I've really had to come into. I, I actually used to be, really bad about comparing myself. And, um, and I would get very defensive and I, I didn't always see other women, um, that I trained with as, you know, in a positive light, I guess I I didn't turn it into a positive thing. I Mm -hmm. turned it into almost a negative thing and I didn't like that about myself. Um, and through a, a little bit of time, um, and being at Invictus, and just being associated and around a lot of the women that I have been, I've started to come and understand that. Uh, and that doesn't mean that we're not still competitive, and we don't still go, you know, go at it. But I've really had to learn that um, it, comparing yourself doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a good thing. And it can drive you in a good way. Um, And it doesn't have to mean like, you know, die hard, uh, mano a mano against somebody else. It's just, hey, I see and know what this person can do. Let me see how I can build upon myself that way. Um, I guess one great example would be I've learned a lot from someone like Lauren Fisher, Mm -hmm. um, who is very competitive as well. Um, But She's learned, I think, to stay in kind of her own lane while also wanting to push herself to be better than her competitors. And I've learned from her to to do kind of the same thing. Uh, Her and I are very different athletes. So we kind of worked well together as training partners. So towards the end of this past season, we had now been training together for about a year. And we really got to know, like, She's very much like the unbroken, go for it type. And I'm very much the like, break it up, smaller sets, but get back on it. And we know that about each other. So we would try to, I think, try to beat each other by knowing what the other person could do. And we would talk about it afterwards, but we would start trying to trick each other because like if, if she thought she'd be like, Oh, I knew you were going to come off. So I tried to hold on and wait longer. And I was like, Oh, I thought the opposite. And so then we'd start changing it up. And so I was figuring out how to make myself better because of her, not just to beat her, but to be like, okay, well, there's going to be other competitors out there like her. How can I make myself better? So, so I would hang on or go for bigger sets when it wouldn't be something I as an athlete would typically do, but it was kind of like I'm learning um, uh, you know, in that type of way, not in a, in a bad way. But in this way that it's like, oh, okay, I see what she's doing. I see where she's better than me. How can I make myself better by by ch- making myself, I won't say more like her, but, um, you know, just achieving something different. And I think mm-hmm. it, it happened vice versa with her. And so I don't know if that's a roundabout way of going about it. But, it, yeah, it's it, it was a really cool change for me the way I started seeing other people, uh, other competitors, yeah. I started seeing them as a way to get myself better and as a way to help make them better.
0: Right. You know, I, I try to have this conversation with people all the time. Like I've coached a lot of competitive athletes across my time in coaching and, uh, and still currently coach a couple of them. And it's something I always try to remind them of, you know, especially if they've had like a bad training day or they, you know, you know, bunny ears lost to somebody in a particular workout. And I always try to tell them like, you need, you need to run your own race right? Because you can't compare yourself to other people. Because if you know that you gave everything you could and all the effort and you kept in the most positive mindset you could throughout training or that workout, and the outcome wasn't what you want, there's nothing you can really change. You can't control what other people can do. You can only control what you do. And I've had to have numerous conversations with, with, with athletes across the time. And it's um, for a lot of them, it's really hard to digest because we we always see, you know, people online doing, I had had a girl a couple of weeks ago that would, uh, that came to me. I was like, you know, I have Guy in the gym that does, you know, eight thousand workouts a day. Right, it's just a metcon monster all day long. And she's like, you know, I feel like I should be doing more volume. I should like, I feel like I should be doing this. And I'd be like, you know, you got to put the blinders on. You have to focus on what you need to do and what is best for you. And know that at a certain point, looking at other people is going to do nothing but cause you negativity in your training, and, and it's actually yep. going to hurt you instead of help you. So um, something that I love, and, and that is a very good explanation. I thought you gave on. Um, using other people, not necessarily for comparison, but for, um, maybe just a mindset shift to look at things differently and to pursue other avenues of a workout. Like you spoke of with like, I'm going to hold on yeah. here where I usually drop off. Um, I like that. I like that a lot actually now, um, as a master's athlete, and as you become a little bit older, have you found that you've had to change your training a little bit? I mean, I've seen, you know, I followed some of the Invictus programs. Uh, back in the day when I was a, a wannabe competitor myself, and I know that they would get pre-volume intent sometimes. Um, what are some things that you've changed, if any?
1: <laughs> you, I don't, as a coach, you may not like this. I don't know. Oh, no. uh, I haven't. Um, oh, no. I do every single thing that those younger women do, um, and they actually laugh because they're like, "Oh, Jen always does all of the programming." Like, and and I do. Um, I love it. Um, you know what though but I've since you know this year um I do think about it to myself like oh I might need to change it up like when do I stop doing what they're doing but I'm I'm doing well and I won't say I'm just still functioning I feel like I'm still thriving and um yeah so uh so Tino uh so Tino of course does our programming one of the coaches and and you've seen the Invictus programming, it's not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. It can be um, not just, you know, high intensity, high volume, but the weights can get pretty heavy. And I'm not to say that you can't be small and good at CrossFit, but I'm only about 130 pounds. And um, Invictus programs a little on the heavier side, right? They, you know, CJ really is kind of big on, you know, strength is the price of admission. And, um, uh, So sometimes the weights get a little heavy and, uh, you know, I, I go with it and I think it's made me better. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I, I haven't changed, I didn't change or scale any of the programming or training. I did everything that all of the individual and team open age group athletes did all year long. Um, and even leading up to games, um, same thing. And, uh, and I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm better because of it but also because you know i really i take everything like nutrition and sleep and things like that very very seriously and i don't let a whole lot of other things in my life get in the way of that
0: yeah so when you Which focus- isn't
1: which isn't easy for or always something other people can do you know
0: right and then something that uh, i've had it to my clients is that you know you want to train hard but you want to recover hard too and uh, i love that you highlighted that because sometimes that's an overlooked thing instead of training people just look at the sexy stuff they look at the you know, the resistance training, the endurance work, all the Metcons, and they totally forget and neglect that like, that's not actually when you're getting better. You're getting better outside of the gym, doing the mundane, boring stuff that a lot of people don't pay attention to. Um, Now, inside of that, what are some, what would you say are like some key things that you do for recovery that are just, that have just been highly beneficial that maybe you would recommend to other people?
1: I get a lot of sleep. (laughs) Um, I find that my body likes eight to nine hours of sleep. Um, sometimes it'll be a little less like when, uh, so my nurse, my shifts in the ER would be, uh, you know, a 7am shift. And so if I had to get up at like 515, you know, sometimes those nights I wasn't getting to bed till like nine thirty or 10 before that. And I could feel it. So I would always shift that and be like, Jen, you've, you've got to get to bed by like, you know, nine o'clock. Um because my body feels it. And some people are probably like, Oh, you got like six hours of sleep. That's great. No, not if you want to not first of all, not at I mean, even in your 20s, like that's still not great for you if you want to keep going. Um, And, you know, even as I've aged, like it's just it's, yeah, you can function. Sure, you can function, but I don't think you're going to be thriving, you know, and um, I think that's, one of the big things I really paid attention to sleep and then my nutrition, I really kind of had to let go of the whole body composition thing. And that's been a huge change for me. I think mindset wise and just overall happiness. (laughs) Right. And uh, so that's a huge part of it is making sure that I'm paying attention to my body and what it needs from a, uh, nutrient standpoint Uh, and that doesn't just mean like carbohydrates that means fats too Um, you know I see a lot of people who in the higher training stages with intensity and volume they'll just really they'll increase their carbohydrates and then drop the fats low and keep it there and um, that might work for some people for a little while but I think I've been pretty um, successful because I don't stress that a whole lot. I try to keep. Um, I. I'm trying to think of how to put this so that it's. Um, I I try to make sure that I'm not neglecting any area of my nutrition. Maybe let's put it like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I like <laughs> it. I don't know
1: if that's yeah.
0: The, all of that is useful and something you really hit on that people overlook: sleep. You didn't start with oh I've got this you know 10 unit or oh I've got these compression sleeves or you know i do this cold bath sleep right there there was something i I read recently that were like if you don't sleep a minimum of seven hours of sleep or if you don't get at least seven hours of sleep in a night your cognitive ability is like degraded like up to 60 percent or something like that and people always talk about brain fog and stuff like that so they just start hammering down coffee and stuff but just sleep alone sleep alone is the key factor you started there and that's something that is awesome and something that people listening to this really need to take home is that there's no supplement. There, there's, there's no fancy thing other than getting your butt into bed earlier and getting good quality sleep. Um, and now another piece of that, that I want to unpack a little bit. I have this conversation probably once or twice a week with people. And I'm sure you do too. Uh, being a nutrition coach now um, performance over body composition, right? Yeah. What does that conversation look like with some of your clients?
1: Well, we have to talk about, first and foremost, what their goals are. And um, if, if it's performance, which a lot of people say performance at first, and energy and all that, but the underlying thing then comes back out and they're like, oh, but I'd also like to, you know, have the certain body composition or maintain leanness. And I'll be honest with you, the people that are 100% straightforward about Performance are the elite of the elite. Most people, even if they're training to do a sanctional or to be good at CrossFit, they say they want performance. But the underlying thing, once we go a little farther into it, is body composition. And and I don't say that in a bad way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's the truth. Um, and that's not a fact, but. I'll tell you, there's very few people that I've worked with that have mainly 100% been concerned with performance over body composition. And what separates that is the people who are 100% focused on performance. Um, Now, there might be some people who are focusing on performance and they need to maybe change up their body composition a little, but at the end of the day... that that usually, even if someone is focused on performance, they are still really focused on body composition. So I have to have that talk and say, okay, so it sounds like, yes, you want to perform well, but your main concern is body composition. So if you want me to go that route, we've got to find that happy medium with your body. And And a lot of times that's gonna be other things than just nutrition Mm -hmm. because a lot of times those people that are struggling with that body composition don't have lifestyle factors in place. Because as we see with a lot of these elite athletes, they don't have those other lifestyle stressors that some of these other people have, right? Because they don't have to focus on all of that other stuff. They have to focus on some things, but not as many. And so sometimes body composition for them isn't a problem. It's not an issue. It's the ones who have all the other things going on outside of being an elite athlete and just performance that have the body composition issues because their lifestyle is not in alignment with their goals of being an elite athlete.
0: Right. And and I always try to have this conversation. You really got to dig into it though. And um I, I really try to hold my ground when I'm having this conversation with my clients is that you know body composition and how you perform for the most part, are on two different sides of the spectrum. One is going to be, you know, we're driving up calories, we're driving up intake, we're, we're pushing carbs, keeping fats at healthy ranges, paying attention to biofeedback, and then body composition side, we're doing the opposite of that. And maybe we'll let, you know, biofeedback tank a little bit for a period of time and, and start yeah. doing refeeds and diet race, right? So, like, when I have that conversation, that's, I always find it to be a very challenging one. Um, now, that's not to say, and, and, and you kind of said this too, it's not to say that you can't go – maybe in like in the off season and do some sort of change to the body. Oh
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Um, but for the most part, having that conversation, I always find it very challenging. And um, one that a lot of people, you know, I even find they don't even know the answer themselves quite yet because they really haven't dug, it, dug into it mentally enough yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That's a good perspective. Now you were team for a long time, right? How many years were you doing team?
1: Um, well, I went to the game. Uh, so I've been to regionals on a team, I went four times on a team, then I went to regionals twice as an individual, and then I went team twice, and then this year I went individual again. So yeah, so, yeah, so I, was, I was team for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, team for a long time, switching to individual. What what caused that shift? Like why were you, um, When you, you know, you said, you said to the mastermind, like, you know, I'm individual this year, um, and I was like, wow, I thought she was team for a long time. What made that switch, or why did you make that decision to switch over?
1: The changes in CrossFit kind of determined that for me. Greg Glassman and Dave Castro changed that. They made made that decision pretty apparent. Um, No, I still, you know what, I still competed on a four-person team at one sanctional event, um, the Mid-Atlantic, and that was super fun. I I loved it. Um, But really the way that the teams this year were kind of shaking out um, with the way that CrossFit kind of made it so that You didn't all have to train together and you could essentially create just, you know, a bunch of individual games athletes or high level athletes um, and just put them on a team. You know, I kind of knew my place in that. Um, And I'm not putting myself down and saying, oh, I don't belong. I feel that I could do very well. But again, I train with a lot of these athletes and I've seen them and and I know my place. Um, And especially, um, I don't think it has a lot. It's not to do with age or anything. It's just ability level. Right. And so I knew, um, it was probably time to kind of put, put those thoughts on hold with a team. Um, and I was okay with that. Uh, so that's, that's basically is nothing, nothing too crazy. That was just kind of the, the way the things shook out, um, with team and individual. So,
0: yeah. And that, another difficult conversation, like, a lot of people don't have that awareness of like, Hey, my potential is here. And and even though my potential isn't to somebody else's, it's still okay. Um, yeah. having the awareness of that is something that a lot of people really struggle with. And it's typically the ones that have that awareness that do really well in life or their sport or their career or whatever it is now. I, I'm sure it's more stressful as an individual, but, um, enjoyment wise, like how was it going to the games by yourself, you know, Mono y mano versus uh, going on a, a team of individuals. What was the difference?
1: It was actually kind of cool, <laughs> you know, leading up the, and training stuff. There's no stress. I, I mean, there's stress, but it's just you. So you're not having to plan around everyone else getting together. And I've been a part of that in the past. And the, even seeing it this year, especially with teams who are living in different areas, that's even more stressful trying to figure out times to train. And for me, I was just like, whatever, I just got to make sure I can show up somewhere. Now, yeah, we, we have certain times where we all train at the gym together, but it was really just about getting myself there. And that's all I had to worry about. Uh, in terms of being at the games, right before, it was probably 20 minutes before we got corralled before the first event. And I kind of started having a panic attack. Like it got real. And my coach, like Nicole DeHart, who coaches all the Invictus Masters athletes, she was like right there with me. And I kind of kneeled down in the warm up area, and I just looked at her, and I was like, "I'm panicking. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is real. I don't think I can't do this." And she was like, "Okay, you know." She just talked me through it. She's like, "Take a big deep breath. Like, it's just you're fine." You know. She just has this cool, calming, and soft voice, and she's like, "All you have to do is go out there, you know." And so it's just like, "Okay," but yeah, I had that moment of like, "Whoa!" Like. This is gonna be just me. I I can't turn to somebody and be like, okay, tagging you in, you know. Um yeah. so there there was that little panic anxiety that set in only really right before that. Um but otherwise it it was really fun. It was cool.
0: Yeah. Um now training for as an individual for so long and and, you know, you have a growing business, you have all these different avenues going on. Um, could you walk us through, like, what does a day look like for you? Like, are are you big into time blocking? Like, do you have certain rituals that you do in the morning? Do you have the same training times every day? Like, what does a day of a professional athlete judging or uh, juggling a growing business and clients and, and, and being a mentor to so many people, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday look exactly the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sunday and Thursday look very similar, and then Saturday is a mix between, um, and I'm pretty regimented on this. I've been regiment on it for quite some time. Uh, when I was part-time as a nurse, like Sundays and Thursdays were exactly the same. I worked, um, or I would go swim afterwards on a Thursday meals actually looked exactly the same on Sundays and Thursdays. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, exactly the same. So I wake up usually, you know, around try between six 30 and seven. I'm up taking the dogs out, making breakfast breakfast has been the same on those days for about two years now. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I even bring that stuff to the games with me. I bring it when I travel. Um, it's just my thing. And then I'm sitting for the past like five or six months. So I sit and try to get a little bit of work done um, maybe 10 to 15 minutes of just some reading and a little journaling just to get things set. And then once I've eaten breakfast, then I'll usually open up my emails just to check that uh, for about 30 minutes or so before I start getting ready to go to the gym. And then I head down to the gym. We usually train from like 9 until 11. I get back home around 11, 20, 11, 30, take the dogs out. I make my lunch, which is usually involves a lot of the same foods each time, um, just for ease. Uh, And then I had, I might check an email for like 30, 45 minutes. um, If I've got some clients that I need to get back to or set some things up, and I head back down to the gym at about 1245. We train from about one until three. Now keep in mind, we're not going hard. People think we train for eight hours a day, but like, we're not going hard. Like some of that is warm up. Some of that is when you're lifting, you know, you know, if we spend 45 minutes lifting, it's not like super setting things back to back. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a little rest in between. So I usually leave there again around three to three fifteen. Um, I head home. I take the dogs out again. I try to eat something, get my mind to kind of settle down again. And then I start working. So I either have client calls or I have client programming or emailing. Um, and then the rest of my night on those four days is pretty similar. I, um, work, and maybe I get up and walk the dogs, go for a little short walk, but then I sit back in and I'm working. Um, I will usually try to make sure I turn my computer off between by like nine and then I'm in the bed, usually reading and then trying to get myself to sleep. So um, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, there's, I mean, things change every once in a while. Like sometimes I'll just stay down at the gym in between sessions, but, um, yeah, it, it's pretty regimented and that's just the way it's been for years for me. Um, but that's just like, um, those are, those are the things that I've prioritized. And so I don't, um, yeah, I mean, my family knows that my, you know, if I go home for like Thanksgiving last year, like same kind of thing. Like my gym back home in Dubuque, Iowa is amazing. They let me come in for two a day sessions if I need to, but like it's the same thing. Like I I don't change a lot of things up. Sometimes I will. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, that's me being really regimented and just prioritizing and dedicated to a plan and a goal. And, um, that's not, that doesn't mean it takes that for everybody, but like just what it takes, you know?
0: Yeah. And something that you're really clear on and what more people listening to this need to get clear on is and just knowing what the goal is and then putting your actions in line with that goal. Sometimes people say they want something and then they're not willing to give up other things or they're not willing to prioritize it the way that they should. And I just think that especially something, you know, a goal like competing at a high level like you do, I think it's important to make sure that you are in line and that people around you are either supportive or, um, just understanding of that goal because not enough people put enough emphasis on like, you know, I'm going to prioritize X, Y, Z and then my life needs to fall in line with that. Uh, Whether it's business or, you know, nutritionally or training, whatever. I just think it's important that people listening to this can get clear on like, Hey, if you've got a goal, um, just like Jen says, you have to make sure that you're prioritizing to that. Uh, especially like if you're trying to compete at a high level, like I just think the days of working eight hours a day, sleeping four to six hours per night and then trying to perform at a high level, uh, especially with the change in the season, that's long and gone. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. 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 I, I really do. Um, and again, it that doesn't mean that's for everyone. And, mm-hmm. and I, you can never overgeneralize, but, um, you know, that's, what's made me successful. That's what I see making a lot of other people successful. And, uh, you know, I try to practice what I preach and I think, um, you know, I understand that not everyone can do that. And I understand people have different priorities and goals and things in their life. And that's absolutely okay. Um, but I just know what has worked for me. And if people want to know, then I I let them know I'm I'm pretty regimented and boring and you know, that's, that's, that's what it takes. But I've, I've had fun too. I mean, Mm -hmm. my twenties were, basically the complete opposite of me now so <laughs> except for I still worked out all the time so yeah. um that was the only thing that was really the same but uh I mean people ask they're like don't you want to do other things don't you want to like you know blah, blah blah all this stuff and go out and I'm like oh boy I think I went out and did I, I explored and did things plenty for you me and everyone else in my 20s and so I'm okay with uh the way things have panned out yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, and again, everybody's, everybody's journey is going to be different and your journey is your journey. And I don't think it's anybody's place to, to say whether it's boring or not. It, it's probably something that you enjoy. I bet you love the, the same way. I love to get up, listen to a podcast, take my kids to school and listen to a boring bunny ears podcast to the gym, do my coaching, listen to a boring body, but a uh, podcast or book to pick, you know, like my boring little nuances to me are excitement. So yeah, for sure. Or are, are fulfilling. So I think it's important that you've had those same things too. Yeah. Um, now, nursing, you're an ER nurse. I happen to be friends with a lot of ER nurses who have lived that life. Um, one that can be very hectic. Um, but it's also something that people, I think if you're an ER nurse, you have to be a, a very special person that can handle a lot of things. Switching from nursing to training, when did that come about? Like, and why was that decision made?
1: Uh, well, I've I w- I switched from full time as a nurse 3 years 2 years ago mm-hmm. and I went to part time so that would be like 2 two, um uh 2 12 and a half, half hour shifts a week mm-hmm. and then I switched to per diem back at the beginning of the year um and then so I, I've always trained full time you know when I was doing um like three shifts a week at the hospital <laughs> There I was again with my boring regimen. I had a yeah. great, I, I, my, my job was amazing. I literally could just schedule myself uh, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. I did an 11 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. shift. I'd get up on Wednesday morning at like 6.30, go train for two and a half, three hours, and then go work. Thursdays and Sundays are my rest days. Um, and so I was still training two times a day, for hours a day. Um, all the other days looked the same. And then when it switched over to just part-time, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, I get a little extra time on Wednesday, but I added a lot more clients uh, for my nutrition coaching. And so, um, as you know, that can actually be almost like being an on-call nurse. And so, (laughs) um, basically, going into work at the hospital less has not meant I work less. It actually has me working more. (laughs) And so. The nice thing is that I get to sleep in a little more so I can prioritize my sleep and recovery, which I have noticed big differences in the past few years when some of those changes happen. Um, so I don't just preach that for no reason. It's right. because I've, I've experienced it, you know? Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it just kind of allows me to to do all the other things on my own time, uh, as opposed to like going in somewhere. So Mm -hmm. that change kind of happened because I wanted to help people in a different way, which is through nutrition coaching and pursuing building my nutrition coaching business more and taking on, uh, more of the opportunities I have. So, um, I've always trained basically full time. I think I actually trained at the gym more than, well, probably just as much as I would work even when I was working full time. Uh, so that that actually wasn't something that changed per se, I suppose, but I, I think I'm actually working more now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, which is fine. I love it. Uh, it's just, that's the shift in it. Uh, it's just a little bit different, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and it's something that, you know, when I took on my entrepreneurial endeavors years and years ago, I didn't realize that <clears throat> you never really turn it off. It's always kind of on. You know, you're a little yeah. more on. Like you can make your own calls and and schedule things around certain. Uh, you you can pretty much schedule your life for the most part the way you want it to be, but it's never yeah. really off. It's not like you can go pull a twelve hour shift, shut it off, and not worry about it for twelve hours. There's always something going yeah. on in your brain. But to me, that's excitement. Um, and, and that's cool that you. Uh, a lot of people that go from you know they go into healthcare, you know, you like Marcus Philly was going to medical school and then he decided he wanted to uh, train people. That was his Avenue to, to help people per se. Um, yeah. I always think that's a cool pivot that people make from time to time. Um, Jen, it's been awesome having you on today.
1: Yes, um, Thank you.
0: I, I have switched my parting question. It used to be like, Hey, what's your, you know, some, some good books that you recommend to people. Uh, but then like two or three times because people were like, you know, I don't really read that much. I'm like, wow. Okay. So what do you do with your free time? But um, I find that getting things from other people is very beneficial, so something like advice and and this that and the other. so what would you say is some of the we'll just say one to two of the best pieces of advice you've got from you know training partners, coaches, or mentors, or any of that stuff?
1: Oh man, um I forgot about this shoot <laughs> um oh man, uh train advice, oh man. I don't even know. Um, maybe just keep making like the one thing, your one thing like you have to, you know, um, and I've, I've heard this from different people, you know, and, and so you just have to make the one thing mean the most to you and prioritize it.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Like I said, okay. Uh, Do you want to plug anything before you go today?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram at Jenny 33 and um, my website is uh, lifeline performance. And um, I think that's about it. You can find me hanging out at CrossFit Invictus working out.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll post all that in the show notes and uh, thanks for your time today.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye.
0: And that's a wrap for today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening to the show today. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate every minute that you spent with me. If you're new to the show, make make sure to hit the subscribe button and to give us a rating and review on iTunes. This is how we grow this podcast and we continue to create amazing, impactful content for you. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram where I post daily motivational content and free training and nutritional information. And lastly, if you've been listening to this for a while and you're thinking about working with me and my team, email me at cody at crossit 7 citiescom Hope you have a great day, and I'll see you next episode.